0: Hello, Shepherd family. This is Pastor Alan Rosenau. We are continuing in our sermon series on the Being Challenge, in which we're exploring five keystone spiritual habits that Jesus himself practiced and that he taught his disciples. Last week, we focused on prioritizing prayer. Today's habit is seeking Solitude. Solitude. Let me ask you a question. When you are all by yourself, how do you spend your time? When there's nobody else around, it's just you, what do you do? Today, we're going to consider the challenge of taking some of that all alone time and dedicating it to focusing on God. A working definition of spiritual solitude might be as simple as this. Being alone with God With no distractions. You know, Jesus himself practiced solitude. As we read about his life, we see that he often went off by himself to spend some quiet time with his heavenly Father. He always wanted to be in tune with his Father, he wanted to seek his Father's guidance and wisdom and direction, he always wanted to do his Father's will. And so Jesus sought solitude. Now, it doesn't mean that Jesus was never busy. No, quite the opposite. In fact, when we read about his life, we see that it seems there were very often crowds of people around Jesus. Some of them were uh, eager to hear what he had to say. Uh, Some of them were bringing their relatives to Jesus so he could heal them of their diseases. Frankly, some of the people in the crowd were hostile toward him, who wanted to get him to say something that they could use against him. But at any given time, there was any number of people pressing in on Jesus' life. And yet, when we read the accounts of Jesus' life and ministry in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it doesn't seem that Jesus was ever hurried or frantic. Why is that? Well, I believe that part of the answer to the question why is that Jesus regularly sought solitude. You know, there's a difference between busyness and hurry. Uh, Life is busy, and let's face it, it's going to be busy. That's kind of the nature of the world in which we live. But life doesn't have to be hurried. And seeking solitude helps us to manage all of that busyness so that we can avoid the frantic nature of the hurried lifestyle. Jesus got out ahead of the busyness, you might say, by first spending time with his Father. And you know, we can do the same thing. Jesus Jesus models for us this keystone habit of seeking solitude. When I think about solitude, I like to think of it as quiet time with God. Quiet time with God. It really is that simple. And that can be done in a variety of places. You know, Jesus himself used various locations to seek solitude. Sometimes he was uh, out in the desert. Sometimes he was on a mountainside. At other times he was by the shore of the Sea of Galilee. And of course, there were times when he was in a garden, specifically the Garden of Gethsemane, just to name a few of the locations. What is your favorite place to seek solitude? Personally, I enjoy getting out in nature. You know, when I'm out in the beauty of God's creation, I'm just reminded that all of creation testifies to the glory and majesty and creativity of God who put this all together. And it directs my thoughts to him. When I hear the waters of the ocean splashing on the shore, I'm reminded of the waters of my baptism by which God made me his child. Or when I'm out in a forest and looking at the trees, those tall trees direct my focus upward to the one who made those trees and everything around them. And then when I see those trees swaying in the wind, I'm reminded of the working of the Holy Spirit who like the wind blows where he wills to carry out his mysterious work. But other times I like to seek solitude right here in the quiet of my living room where I have my Bible and my devotional materials and of course my cup of coffee. It's my favorite place to just be alone with God. And of course, a key factor is that it is quiet. Let me ask you, when was the last time that you sat in absolute quiet for at least two minutes, for 120 seconds of absolute quiet? Doesn't happen very often, does it? I think one of our greatest challenges is constant noise. The late C.S. Lewis, the great British scholar and professor and theologian, had something rather profound to say about noise in his well-known book, The Screwtape Letters. If you're not familiar with that book, the main character is Screwtape, a senior demon who writes a series of letters to a junior demon to provide training in how to lead Christians astray, how to tempt them away from God. Well, at one point, Screwtape reveals one of the devil's most effective schemes, and that is distracting us with noise. He knows that if we are overrun by noisy distractions and countless numbers of them, that we will be less able to hear the voice of God. So listen now to how this senior demon, Screwtape, frames his devious plan. The Christian house bears a sickening resemblance to the description one human writer made of heaven. The regions where there is only life and therefore all that is not music is silence. Music and silence, how I detest them both, how thankful we should be that hell has been occupied by noise, noise, the grand dynamism, the audible expression of all that is exultant, ruthless, and virile, noise, which alone defends us from silly qualms, despairing scruples, and impossible desires. We will make the whole universe a noise in the end. We have already made great strides in this direction as regards the earth. The melodies and silences of heaven will be shouted down in the end. Ah, the tyranny of noisy distraction. You know, all those distractions can cause us to lose focus and consequently to miss out on the best that God intends for us. It's all the more reason to limit the distractions in our lives. I think it's fair to say that one of the worst enemies of faith is distraction. But one of the best resources that we have to overcome noisy distraction is spiritual solitude, intentionally setting aside quiet time with God. Pastor Zach Zender, the author of The Being Challenge, reminds us that while prayer brings us direction in a chaotic and confusing world, solitude can bring focus to a loud and noisy world. And the focus that we need, of course, is Jesus. The writer of the book of Hebrews in the New Testament compares the Christian life to running a long distance race And he tells us that we run our race most effectively when we keep our focus on Jesus. Listen to how he says it, Hebrews 12, one to three. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Can you just picture that ancient runner running that race? Maybe initially he had something heavy on that he had to take off because it was hindering him from running well. Or maybe he got his feet tangled up in some vines and had to untangle himself so he could run more swiftly. The writer says, Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And then he goes on to say, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. And you know, solitude helps us to do just that, fix our eyes on Jesus. And oh, how we need the right focus these days. You know, there are all sorts of things competing for our attention. And quite frankly, some of them are downright harmful. And even those things that don't seem particularly harmful might be unimportant time wasters that distract us from what really matters. And in the end, that is harmful. Friends, consider this. Each and every one of us is responsible for what we allow into our minds and our hearts. Let me ask you this question. Is the noise of the urgent or the unimportant drowning out the quiet whispers of the voice of God in your life? Let me ask that again. Is the noise of the urgent or the unimportant drowning out the quiet whispers of the voice of God in your life? What are you allowing to enter your mind and your heart? You know, focusing on Jesus helps us to distinguish between what's important and what's not. And it will make us more productive for the sake of the kingdom of God. And therein lies the value of seeking solitude. For it is as we focus on Jesus, or more than that, as we abide in Jesus, that we are then made more productive, more fruitful, in our Christian living, Jesus talked about the fruitful life, and we hear his words recorded in John chapter 15. Listen to what he says I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. Remain in me, Jesus says. It's really an invitation to solitude. And you know, one of the tools that we can use in our times of solitude in order to remain in Jesus is Christian meditation. Now, maybe a brief word about meditating would be in order here because I believe there is some confusion about the propriety of meditation. I'm sure some of that confusion comes from the influence of Eastern religions. For you see, the Eastern approach to meditating is to empty the mind. But Christian biblical meditation, which, by the way, has been practiced for many, many centuries now, is not about emptying the mind. It's all about filling the mind and the soul with God and his word. It's all about centering on the love and forgiveness and grace of God in Christ Jesus, who gave his life for us and rose again that we may have not only everlasting life with him in heaven, but also an abundant, meaningful, and fruitful life here on earth. And so as you practice the habit of solitude, make use of biblical meditation. Meditate on the meaning of God's word for your own life. You know, one could argue that the battle that we face in this world for the sake of the kingdom of God really begins right here in the mind. So what kinds of things do you allow to occupy your mind? St. Paul reminds us in his letter to the Colossians, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And in his letter to the Philippians, he writes, finally, brothers and sisters, Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Well, friends, it's true. Life is busy, but it doesn't have to be hurried. Let me encourage you to manage the busyness by seeking solitude, Quiet time with God. Quiet time focusing on and abiding in Jesus. Amen. Let's spend some time right now going to the Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, you modeled for us the good habit of seeking solitude with the Heavenly Father. Help us to ward off the noisy distractions that would draw us away from you lead us into those quiet places of solitude in which we may commune with the Father and be connected to you as branches to the vine. By the power of your Holy Spirit living and working in us, help us to run the race of faith with perseverance, always fixing our eyes on you, our dear Lord and Savior. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the beauty of your creation for it testifies to your divine glory, majesty, and creativity. Help us be good stewards of all that you have made, that generations to come may likewise have the opportunity to see the evidences of your creative work and give you glory and praise. O God, we also pray on behalf of those with special concerns, those who are ill or infirm, those who mourn the loss of loved ones, those who have been victims of disaster, those who deal with loneliness, sadness, or depression. By your gracious intervening, bring your love and mercy to bear in their lives, that their hearts may be turned toward you in faith and hope. O Holy Spirit, fill your people and empower your church to boldly declare the wonders of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Help us direct lost and confused people to the source of true inner peace and joy, Jesus. In his name, we are also bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses